you know how people say things like such a person is the X of Y, like Cal Ripken Jr. is the Brett Favre of baseball, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were, if you had to fill in that formula with Sam Ginsburg is the X of podcasting, what would it be? Because I have one for you. Oh, do you? Yeah. Well, boy, I, I, I don't know. Hit me with what you got first. Tyler Driblet is the smelly cat of podcasting. Smelly Cat, the song from Friends. Oh. The hit oh. single. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, dude. It was popular. People loved it. I mean, yeah, I hate but... it, obviously, but people loved it. That's not bad. I'll take it. I don't know. I'll have to think about that, Sam. Okay, get back to it. Tuesday podcast episode 278. I'm Sam Ginsburg and I've confused my puppy. Oh, that's it. Okay. What? It's yeah. a new one. What was I supposed to do? Do more? No, no. I I like this uh, this new kind of like stream of consciousness introduction. That's pretty cool. I was just worried uh, how she would feel about it, and the answer is confused. Sure. Yeah, well, uh, if you're a confused listener, welcome to the show. It's another episode of the Bruce Day Tuesday podcast. I'm Tyler, and we have Sam, and Three Stacks is our third today, so say hello, Three Stacks. Hello, Three Stacks. I fucking knew uh, you were going to do that. Nailed it. The, the Ginsburgs are just out of control so far this episode. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Speaking of out of control, the cat pawed her way into the studio, and now Citra wants to devour her. Chaos. Chaos reigns at the Ginsburg house. Yeah, this could be a rough episode, or one of us might just have to leave for a bit to deal with animals. You mean a rough episode? How do you mean? Okay. Who's cracked open their beer over there? I did. I have so much of it. Take a look at this can. Don't be confused. It's not just that she has tiny hands. This is a big-ass can. Are you guys just into the Tubbs lifestyle now? You can't have anything that isn't Tubbs? Everything is tubby now! No. Sam asked me to be the third on the podcast while we were in Maryland visiting his family, and I realized I probably didn't have any beer in the fridge, and we got home, like, two hours ago. So, on our on our drive back from the airport, we stopped at a local brewery that happens to crowl. Uh, so I have a crowler that I'm not going to finish, and Sam is going to help me with later. Because it is Working Draft Brew Co's Aurelia, which is a dry hopped triple. Uh, it's 10.1% ABV. That's the so, beer I wish I was drinking this episode. It's outrageous that they give you 32 ounces of it. <laughs> and, uh, of course, she's pouring that into a tubby. I of course. And the caricature of myself. It's not super Belgian-y, but Uh-oh. it is very good. It, it tastes more like a Belgian IPA than like a standard triple. Well, it's dry hopped, so maybe that's what you're picking up. Um, mm. It's also possible I just got too much foam. Mm. But I don't taste the booze at all, which is concerning. Okay. And delightful. Well, that seems like kind of a weird beer, but I'm glad you at least enjoy it so far. 
I also went went home. Uh, well, went back to where I grew up for Thanksgiving. I was in Vermont, and so uh, of course I got something from Magic Hat. I have Magic Hat's Fat Angel, which is a pale ale. It is 4.8% ABV. Poured out with a pretty decent head that went away. Uh, I mean, fairly quickly. It's kind of a dark yellow, almost amber. Uh, smells like a pale ale, kind of lightly of, of wheat and some hops in there. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a pale ale, but it's not as crisp as I usually think pale ale should be. You know, the back end is definitely very muddled. I don't know. I don't know what I would... This is almost more like... I don't even know what. But it's not, it's not quite what I would anticipate from a pale ale. There's a little more going on than I would uh, generally assume. Sam, are you in a position where you can taste your beer? Is yeah. it like your house on fire? What's going on? I uh, just, um, I'm juggling animals over here, but no, I'm good. Uh, well, I was curious, usually when I say this beer has more going on than I'd expect, I mean that in a good way, but that sounded like you meant that in a bad way. Was I picking up on your tone correctly? Yeah, I think so. I mean, a pale ale I usually think of as something, you know, pretty simple, clean, refreshing, um, crisp, like I said, this has uh, definitely a very muddled end, maybe like some kind of weird fruitiness that I wasn't really expecting. Definitely not a citric fruitiness, more of um, like a whiny fruitiness almost. Mm. So like, I don't know that it's necessarily bad, but it says, you know, it says it's a pale ale. That's not at all what I'm expecting. Sure. Yeah. What are you drinking over there? Well, I'll give you one guess, but first I'll give you a hint. Okay. America runs on this beer. Oh, Duncan. Yeah, so uh, thanks to, to Boris for uh, giving us the, the cliff notes via text, but I have the right. real deal on the show here. The Harpoon Duncan Coffee Porter. It smells a lot like coffee, which I kind of wasn't expecting in a weird way just because I figured they would be playing it super safe, but right. it smells very coffee-y. So now I have to have words with Boris because I think this is a pretty full-flavored coffee porter. And as I remember, he was 0% enthusiastic about it. Yeah, I mean, I, definitely there's nothing novel about it, despite the fact that it's a novelty beer. But it's just like this beer tastes like a porter and it tastes like coffee. And maybe Duncan doesn't have the best coffee in the world. I don't, I don't really know. I'm not – I'm a coffee drinker, but I'm definitely not a coffee connoisseur. But this, this to me kind of tastes more like a, a down-the-middle experience than a, mm -hmm. wow, what a wacky, shitty beer kind of experience. Sure. So, Sex, okay. you just stole well, a sip. Can you, can you break um, the tie here? Yeah, I mean, it's not, like, it's nothing special, but it's also uh, not something that I'm going to be disappointed that we have five more of them in our house. Didn't, didn't Boris say he thought it was kind of weak? Do either of you feel that it's weak? No. I mean, porters, I think, generally are weak as compared to their other dark beer counterparts. Yeah. But relative to other porters, this feels pretty standard. What about you, Three Stacks? Yeah. I mean, the it's got, like, a fairly thin mouthfeel, which is it's a porter, so that's not surprising. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think more of the coffee comes through than, like, the malt, but... Again, it's a porter, so that's not that surprising. I think, like, if you're trying to showcase coffee in a beer, this is how you do it. This tastes this like how we do it. what I would want cold brew to taste like. 
okay. <laughs> in my ideal world. Okay. That's an, that's an interesting take. Interesting. Well, yeah, I guess you're going to have to let Boris know that you think he's a, a, a turd on legs. Sorry, you mispronounced respected friends whose opinion I happen to disagree with on pretty much fucking everything, and it's weird that we're friends. Okay. Just, uh, when, when he was out here, I swear, every time there was a matter of any debate, we took different sides on the issue. <laughs> it's very peculiar. But I guess, like, where it matters, like, you know, politically and shit, we, we lined up. Right. That, that's kind of funny, huh? Well, um, stick with the Boris theme and come with me to bostonglobe.com for our first article. Yeah, thanks to Boris for sending this one in. Yeah, see, there we go. It's from Boston. Boris sent it in. It's all coming together here. This article is, Trouble is Brewing at Craft Beer Darling Trillium. I think we're all somewhat familiar with Trillium. They are a uh, big craft beer company coming out of Boston. Pretty popular for their IPAs. They have recently gotten into a little bit of trouble online following posts by uh, a disgruntled former employee. I guess they hopped on to, uh, I don't know, some forum and started posting about how Trillium made several of their employees reapply for their jobs, um, and then when they reapplied for their jobs, they got pay cuts upon being rehired from $8 an hour down to $5 an hour. It is worth mentioning that these are tip positions, that's why they can pay $5 an hour, but the tip positions are kind of weird, like... Like, if you work in just, like, their retail store, you're, like, a tipped employee. But I never fucking tip a retail worker, you know? Like, how would you know you're supposed to do that? And a potentially bigger problem, I think, is that they're cutting all of these, what's the word, salaries at a time when their business is really growing. They opened up a new beer garden. Um, they brought on a whole bunch of new employees. And so it seems like if they have money to expand, they probably don't need to shaft the people who allow them to expand. Yeah. Have, has Trillium responded to any of this stuff? Yes. They had a couple They had a couple back and forths in which they, you know, the, the founders of Trillium released kind of like the total package showing the, the benefits associated with these positions to try to make it seem like it's a little better. And then they also came out with a statement, I guess, J.C. Tetrill, Tetral, I'm not really sure, who founded the company, said that we made a mistake and we, we feel terrible that people don't feel valued, but it doesn't seem like they're bringing those salaries back up, so I'm not sure how much, you know, we can take from him saying we feel bad. Yeah, I think he probably doesn't feel bad. Yeah? I yeah, mean, I, I, I guess there's, there's the way you run a business and the way you run a brewery. Yeah. And this seems like the way you run a business, which is, I don't know. I get that it is a business, but it does bum me out a little bit. Oh, yeah, I think it's a huge bummer. I, you know, I obviously don't know, you know, if this is just one disgruntled employee who's trying to make the company look bad, um, but it does seem shitty to be like, hey, you have to reapply for your job, um, and surprise, now you get less money also. And there's no way it's one disgruntled customer trying to make the company look bad, because if it were, that's how the Trillium would have played it. They would have said, this is a disgruntled customer, that what they're saying isn't true, or something like that. Yeah. But... Uh, they're addressing it as though it's a trend. So why would they act as though it's a trend if it's not? That's a good point. That's a good point. Three Stacks, you are intensely going through this article. Give me your opinions. I... I don't know. I, she's a cold-hearted businesswoman, so I think she's applauding this man. It's <laughs> not... 
it's not that I think that this is the right thing to do, but at the same time, like, if they are, you know, trying to expand and cut costs, like, probably they had to hire a bunch of new people if they just opened a new beer garden. Right. And, like, they had to make the call of, do we pay all of these people the old wage, or do we hire a bunch of new people at a lower rate? And, like, if you found out that someone you worked with was making realistically almost twice what you make for doing the exact same thing, and that wasn't like they had gotten raises to get to that point, just they made more than you, yeah. you'd probably be irritated. So, like, I guess it's nice of them to not just fire all of the people who previously worked there and hire brand new staff that they could pay less. My question is, if you're going to have to do any of these things, why open that new location? If you're going to have to fuck your entire staff one way or another. Well, the answer is because their profits will increase. No, 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 I get that, but, like, morally. Right, and my answer to you is because their profits will increase. I mean, this is what I was saying before about you can run it like a brewery or you can run it like a business. Yeah, but I, I guess what I'm saying is, like, three stacks, I guess, I, I get, like, they're not firing everybody, but it seems like maybe they didn't have to put themselves in that position in the first place. Yeah, I mean, I I don't agree with what they're doing, but I feel like there is some business logic to it. It also feels like it's worth pointing out that, like, it's not like they dropped it to minimum wage. They're still That's making... also true. You're right. The minimum wage for tipped employees is three seventy five, and they're keeping it at 5 That's That's worth pointing out and like we don't know the full story maybe they did like increase other benefits to make up for it like maybe now they're providing health care where they weren't before like health insurance where they weren't before i don't see any evidence of that in this he did release the 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 benefits packages but it doesn't appear in the article as as if those benefits went up while these wages went down he just released the package that had stayed the same essentially i think if my pay were decreased I would be prone to changing jobs even if I knew for a fact that my new job would pay me even less than the decreased pay I would receive just cause like I don't want to be associated with you fucks anymore yeah and I guess a bunch of the people who you know reapplied for these jobs and then were offered the lower pay cut uh, did not accept I think two yeah. out of like eight people or something like that, like that did and those are probably the people that need that money the most, honestly. Because yeah. cause I'm a prideful, stupid man. Right. But if if I were in a situation where I couldn't afford to be a prideful, stupid man, then I would swallow my pride and stupidity and continue <laughs> to do the work. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have... I don't... I. I think this is bad. I mean, I'm not I don't, I'm not an expert on this situation, but I feel like if you don't have enough money to pay your workers, then you um, shouldn't expand. So, boo on you, Trillium. I hope you do something about this. I have, I have one other question about this. Because it sounds like a lot of this information is coming from one employee who's clearly unhappy about it. Yeah, uh, definitely. But it sounds, towards the, bottom, towards the end of the article, like there were only a couple of employees who were significantly affected because they work in retail as opposed to being the bartenders who make about the same with the tips from the new location. Like, do we have any any indication of, like, whether they split tips at all? Like, are the retail people just not getting tips? Because I, I assume that, like, when we go 
to a brewery and we tip on a transaction where we get, you know, two beers at the bar and then a growler or a crowler or some merch. I mean, just, just today we went to Hop House and bought two bottles and left. And that was, I mean, technically that's a retail transaction. I didn't get served oh. anything. And I still tipped on it because I was at a bar. Particularly right. one that I like and where I would like them to like me back. But The article says that people were not tipping retail workers. Um, it just wasn't happening. There is no indication of whether tips are split with the rest of the, I, the people. I think that would be an in, like a valuable detail to have. Sure. Because like, yeah. if, if you're making, if you're going from eight getting next to no tips to five getting next to no tips, that's not a like that's not a living wage anymore. It yeah. barely was yeah. before. Yeah. But if you're going from eight in a position where you couldn't really get tips to five in a position where now you're getting tips based on the tips that are coming in to the bartenders. Yeah, that they, would be a, a much different deal. That could feasibly be an increase, which makes me feel like that probably isn't what it is or it wouldn't be a whole kerfuffle. But I guess if we have yeah. one whistleblower, maybe the whistleblower isn't thinking things through either. Oh my god, our dogs are being so cute, I'm losing it. Uh, yeah, I don't have I don't have answers to this. Um, as as the kind of more uh, radical one in this group, you know, I'm always willing to to put them up against the wall. Um, so my my takeaway from this is that Trillium is doing a bad thing, but um, it would be helpful to get more info. When you say put them up against the wall, does that mean put Trillium against the wall, or is it like put your nuts against the wall? No, it's not like put them on the glass, Sam. That's not. <laughs> so what's going against the wall? Uh, it's talking about lining people up and shooting them, um, oh. and I'm talking about you know the, the the financiers or owners of this institution. Great. Yeah. There we go. Speaking of shooting people, how is um, my Katie race was trash. <laughs> oh yeah. Got no kills. Got no kills. How many deaths? Also no deaths. So I guess yeah. I, I guess call it a push. Yeah. <laughs> My Katie Rage said uh, the game Hand and Foot wasn't great. We what, played... now explain this game to me? It's just a very goofy card game that uh, Emily and I played with my parents. It's a it's a team-based game, but I can't tell. My mom keeps saying she's just lucky, but I feel like you can't just keep winning based on luck. But also sometimes mm -hmm. I see her make plays that are definitively incorrect, so I'm not really sure. But... She just kept winning and winning and winning, except for the very last game, Three Stacks and I beat my parents. It was the first time I had won. Hey, congrats. It was satisfying. It was... I didn't have to, like, push the, the eject button on uh, my marriage, so... If you had lost one more game, you were out of there? Yeah, that's why I was palming jokers the whole game. I'm good at sleight of hand, you couldn't see it. Just, uh, it. It started out with Sam throwing me under the bus... And then it turned into just a string of aggressively bad luck, I guess. Hard to say with that game. It's it's tough when it's a game that you're just learning. Because presumably, yeah. if I could go back in time and watch me play my first hand of that game over my shoulder, I would be shouting at me that I was a fool. Right. But, uh, I don't know. I, it's not really that complicated a game. I feel like I have my head around it pretty well now. But it's all about the sevens, Tyler. It always is. It's you, such a broken mechanic. It's a broken mechanic. Just throw throw your throw the whole goddamn game away to get sevens. It's it's super silly. It's uh it's the catching the snitch of this game. Yeah, for <laughs> real, for real. The 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 last hand of the game, we 
did the equivalent of catching the snitches, which is getting seven sevens. Uh, uh-huh. And my parents said, let's not bother counting points, you obviously won. Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. We, we had done the sevenses. I just, like, for perspective, a normal, a normal round is, like, you know, 2,500 to 3,000 points for, like, a good hand. I, yeah, that's, that's high. I would say the average is, is uh, in, the, in the low 2,000s. Uh, uh, seven sevens is 1,500 points. It's a lot of points! So it, it's completely game-breaking. Uh, yes. And we did it, and, and my parents felt the fool. It was so satisfying. <laughs> what a bunch of chumps. And then you um, took their possessions. Uh, they rightfully belong to you now, and you completely usurped your parents, correct? Well, we took a whoopie pie and gave it to Emily. That was good. Cool. What was what was both of your favorite parts of... Uh, our favorite parts of... The tra- wait, our favorite parts of what? Our favorite parts of the travel aspect? Okay. Our, our fa- okay. our fa- sorry, our favorite parts of... The late November vacation? Sure, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Can you can you find like a turkey gobble and like bleep it out? I with yeah. A turkey gobble? I'll, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. Wait, you don't like the T word? It's the Bruce Tuesday fifth annual <laughs> extravaganza where we don't talk about thing <laughs> at all. I think it's sixth annual actually. It's a yeah. lot of annuals. That's true. Well well I'm talking about it this time. Well, I, that's that's the only thing that happened. Well I'm gonna bleep it, but I haven't decided whether to do your thing or just use a standard bleep because I already have access to that as opposed to having to do the whole thing where I semi-pirate it. Not real piracy. It's, it's kind of in the public domain. Um, anywho, the best part of the late November holiday thing, probably seeing uh, some old high school friends, Caitlin and Cray. We went to a bar that was too cool for me called the White Rabbit. Nice. And then another bar that I think was just cool enough called hooch and banter nice nice and just you know catching up with with old friends and talking shit about other old friends that aren't there yeah yeah how uh how fat was craze fat ass uh, pretty fat nice how about you uh three stacks was your favorite part when i made fun of sam's friend for no reason uh because you looked very comfortable with that whole exchange just now i mean sam makes fun of sam's friend a lot it's real sad uh, I, I only made, like, one and a half fat jokes the whole time we were hanging out. <laughs> That's fair. I don't know. I. You can just say the whoopie pie if you want to. It's a really good whoopie pie is the thing. Pumpkin. Pumpkin whoopie pie. Mm. Well, I mean, I don't think I would enjoy that, but I'm glad you did. I had cream cheese icing. Oh, disgusting. I'm out. I'm totally out. But... Pick a different nope. favorite thing. Tyler said no, you can't have that as your favorite thing. Yep. Okay. Erase um, it from your memory. I had a, a beer that was real good. I drank, like, a bunch of coffee stouts, because it's finally coffee stout season again. Yeah. So. I had an unfortunate beer uh, this past week. I had a plum goza, Ugh. and it was difficult to get down. Yeah, that sounds bad. Yeah, it was not excellent. Speaking of things that are not excellent, let's go to pastemagazine.com. This craft brewery realized its milk beer was in poor taste. So get this, they actually changed it to something positive. Why is that not good? That sounds like uh, what they well, were I guess to the, do. the changing thing is good. The milk thing is not so good. The funny thing is, to me, the name milk for beer, I mean, I wouldn't say it's in good taste, but I would say it's not as bad as a lot of other stuff. 
Yeah, I actually, it's it's definitely not as bad as a lot of other stuff, especially because it comes from Mother's Brewing Co. So it seems like kind of like oh, haha, like whatever. But, Wait, are um, the are she, the mothers mothers? Because if if this is eight moms running a brewery, they can call their beer MILF as much as they want. That's hilarious. <laughs> no, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. But um, it is important to mention that they're not changing this because they got in trouble or anything, which is really the good part. Like a lot of the times we come to you with stories about, you know, breweries that named their beer real, something real terrible and then everybody got on them and then they changed it begrudgingly. But the people at Mother's Brewing Co., um, they've been putting out a pretty well-liked barrel-aged imperial stout called MILF, um, which stands for Mother's Imperial Liquid Fantasy. Does it, this though? Year, is that what it stands for? Uh, according to the label art. And is that even yes. significantly better than what MILF actually stands for? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, if you get nasty with it, which you clearly are, then I guess not. It sounds gross. But, uh, so, they, they've decided, though, that um, starting with the 2019 release, uh, they're going to rename their beer Matter Familius. Like I said, nobody's getting on them. They're not, you know, they're not facing a, a social media wrath or a lawsuit or anything like that. But they feel like, um, you know, they've kind of matured as a brewery and they don't really think calling their flagship beer MILF is funny anymore. And so they're going to change it to Matter Familius, which actually means like the female head of the family. Uh, so matriarch. going in a totally different direction. Wait, when, you? I think you probably said this, but I'm trying to catch up. When did, uh they start making this that i'm not sure of actually it just says for years they've been producing and marketing milk just because when you think about like i don't know the climate of this sort of thing in 2003 no one would have batted an eye at a beer called milk just like no one would have batted an eye at a beer called like uh dumb blonde gives blowjob or whatever (laughs) so like you know i can't get uh Oh, I guess this brewery was established in 2011, so that that far back is not the case. But, but I but the, I still think even with in the last four to five years, it's changed pretty significantly. Sure. So, I think they're like, oh, uh oh, we're behind the curve. We got to catch up real quick. Yeah. Which no, is absolutely. Which, which is, is uh, I I should be commending them for being good people, but weirdly, my instinct is to commend them for this being good business because. If, you know, two years from now, someone would have complained about this and we would have done an article about it and and our take would have been completely different because we would have said, can you believe they still have this beer called MILF? Yeah. Uh, of course they changed it because everyone got mad and, yeah. you know, they're calling it this and it feels like kind of a cop-out. They're just, you know, saying it's, you know, this really nice thing when really it was this kind of degrading thing. Uh-huh. But instead, they made the good business decision of getting ahead of the story and they changed themselves, and now we can't say, "Hey, look, they're jerks," because they were like, "Hey, look, we were jerks. We changed it." Yeah, but I don't think I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's refreshing to see that story. No, I, I don't either. I'm just uh, I guess I'm just so jaded that I think of this as good business as opposed to good uh, people. Okay, I see. I see. Three stacks. Your take? Yeah, I mean, like I'm I'm pleased with this. I if for no other reason than like. This sounds like a beer I would want to drink, and I would have some serious hesitation walking up to a bartender, specifically, like, if they have any female bartenders, I would be super Yo, uncomfortable being like, hey, give me a MILF. Like, right. that's, that's not great. Okay, well, Three Sex, do you remember the beer that you made me order this weekend? Yeah. In my defense, 
it was after I realized that the bar we were at just had a numbering system and you could order your beer by number as opposed to having to say the name. But she wanted me to say the name, so I did anyway. So I ordered the Velvet Merkin. Oh, that's nice. But yeah, to your point, I won't get, you know, Dominion's Double D because that's ridiculous and they have a giant breasted lady on the front and I, I refuse to get that. Um, and, and so what, yeah, I, I feel where you're coming from. What kind of beer is that? Is it like, is it anything where a double D could make sense? I think it's like a porter or some nonsense. I don't Not know. Not like a double Dunkeweizen or something like that? No, I don't think it's like a double Doppelbach or anything like that. Yeah, I guess if it were a double Doppelbach, you wouldn't want to order it anyway because that sounds like shit. Garbage. Would you like a bunch of soy sauce poured down your throat? Thank Here's you, that sir. double doppelbock you ordered. I'm not a changing over here. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, no, I, I feel that. Yeah, so uh, on the first article, it seemed like three sacks just a little bit took the devil's advocate route so we could have a little bit more of a, um, a tete-a-tete type conversation. And on this one, three sacks was like, well, I ain't going under that bus again. I'm just going to be on the right side of history here, and now we don't have a whole lot of conversation to have. No, that's fine. I mean, um, I, I I still think it's good. Good job, uh, mothers. And I hope to see, you know, Old Dominion, for instance, taking this approach so I can finally drink what look like pretty good beers. So, yeah, hopefully we see this trend continue close that down so i said that i had uh that that pretty difficult uh plum goza that was that was tough to get down yeah what was is that part of a larger story let's hear about that now yeah the more difficult part of that meal though was the fact that my aunt brought her dog to a restaurant now does your aunt have some sort of vision or a mental health issue such that Seeing a dog... Seeing as she would... brought a dog to a restaurant, I'm beginning to think she might have some sort of mental health no, I mean, issue. There, yeah. there, there are people with, like, therapy no, I knew, dogs. I knew it's... where you were going. I was trying to be mean. Oh, oh, we don't like your aunt? Uh, the fact that she did that made me like her less, I'll tell you that right now. Oh, uh, sorry to interrupt your story, but as a quick aside, my dad <laughs> this weekend used the word retarded as a pejorative? Yeah. And I was like, Dad, you're a psychologist. And he was like, yeah, so I'm allowed to do it like that. And I was no. like, I don't think that that's true. And then we Bitch. quickly moved on. But I, but part of me was, like, so shocked that I thought it was funny. Just like, like of everyone in the world who should do this, you're last in line. Oh, you sweet angel, Mitch. Yeah, no, she's she's definitely kind of a crazy person. Uh, all my family is is kind of crazy. I mean, we all I think think that about our families, but they're they're definitely whack, especially out in public. Going out is always hard to eat with them. There's always some sort of kerfluffle that goes on, and so this time we went out to eat, and I was like, okay, everything seems to be going fine, and then I realized that the purse that she had brought out was not actually a purse, but it was like a little carrying case in which there was um, her dog. And so we're talking I, I teeny just, tiny dog, eight pound dog, something like that. Yeah, like a chihuahua type dealio. And I was aghast and horrified at this and spent the rest of the meal in like a near state of panic that somebody was going to see she had brought this dog in. Luckily that did not happen, but it, I was outraged. Did tattling cross your mind? No, are you kidding me? Absolutely not. Like, I, Just if you're that irritated with her. Like, irritated that she would put me in that position, Samuel. I, all I'm saying is... She's not going to learn that this is wrong until she's scolded for it. I don't want to be anywhere near that. And That's you're just you're thing. just passing that buck on to the next sucker. 
Yes, exactly. Okay. I was so worried somebody was going to see something and say something, and I was going to have to witness that whole incident. But luckily, that did not happen. I was incredibly relieved. But yeah, just don't do that, folks. If you're listening, don't, don't, don't do that. Did uh, that Goza that I have to presume was like 3.8% alcohol by volume help you through that tough social situation? I was, I was trying. I was like, oh man, get better get liquored up, and then I would take a little sip and remember how bad the beer was, and and then it was just like kind of a nightmare of uh, of culinary pain. Culinary pain sounds like a a rap group that's not very good. Yeah, or like something that Gordon Ramsay would be a part of. Yeah, I guess if he's on Hell's Kitchen, then right. That's all. All you really have to go towards next. Pretty much. But uh, yeah, no, no, luckily nothing really happened. Um, it was actually a fairly uneventful late November break. Nobody, you know, yelled at each other, which which often happens. No dogs were spotted in restaurants. Wait, do you um, really often have people yelling at each other? Oh yeah. So you want to you want to dig in the crates and give us some good drive lap fight tales? I I mean no, because they're not even like that good. It's just uh, my extended family is really they're just garbage communicators, right? Like, they just don't, they talk past each other a lot, and so then they get frustrated at each other, and, like, plans come apart because people think they're doing three different things, and, like, nobody's listening, and and so just every time I get together with them, there's there's a fight. Like, every single time. Uh, why, except why this year just, there wasn't. Why don't they just, like, use an app to further planning? Because they're all fucking crazy people. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. Hey! Tyler, why don't these crazy people just act rationally instead? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I don't know, I don't know. But this was this was a good year. No fights this year, so cool. I was I was very pleased with that. And uh, that does that count as my content? I've talked for like five minutes about myself. Are you gonna put snarky uh, notes in about how I never do anything interesting this week? Uh, probably. Oh damn it! I should have just kept it all to myself. No, I think probably it'll be a snarky remark. About you being scared of an eight-pound dog, scared of its revelation, scared of what it represents. Right, and and what you have to understand is that to increase our viewership from the hundreds of thousands to the millions, I have to yeah. in- implement a little bit of clickbait. I get it. I get it. Also, the restaurant we were in that Sam raved about earlier and said was too too cool for us. We walked in and there was someone with just like a forty-pound dog on a leash sitting at the bar. This wasn't like like a tap room where it was just beer and like maybe some snack type foods like it was a it was a restaurant that's also unusual it's was, weird i was cool with it but delightful i like seeing dogs places yeah all right well you know as long as they're not like up in my food that's cool do you think you would see a dog at like the Bengals stadium perchance no i mean i might see like puddles of urine or something but Especially because the beer is now cheaper than water at the Bengals Stadium. Weird. At least that's according to ftw.usatoday.com. Uh, this is kind of a clickbaity article. There's not much to it, really. But, you know, beer is usually outrageously expensive when you go out, especially to uh, sporting events. And somebody snapped a shot at the Bengals Stadium where beer is actually 25 cents cheaper than water. So mark down the date, everybody. My favorite thing about this is the number one reply on this tweet, who's going to pay an extra 25 cents for Bud Light? <laughs> That's pretty good. And then a lot of people talking about how bad their team is and you need to drink to watch them play. 
I do think it's kind of weird that the author of this article says a beer is now cheaper than water, but don't get that fucking beer. Pay six fifty for something different. Like, why are you even writing this article then, bud? Uh, I think because it's funny. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I don't know. I guess it doesn't say what kind of beer. It is probably something shitty, but um, it's amusing. Beer was cheaper than water when I was in Turkey. I mean, I I have to assume that it's you know Bud Light, Coors Light, Miller Light. Yeah, something like that. I just want to circle back to the fact that they're saying spend that extra or spend that six fifty for a better beer. They're not saying spend six fifty for a better beer at the stadium. They're saying go to a bar near the stadium and oh. drink. Are they? Did <laughs> they say that? I, I'm not a good reader. I'm sure That's there's many a local stupid. craft brew to be had at bars and tap rooms near the stadium. Pay uh. that six fifty for better quality. <laughs> Keep more of that money in the local economy. It'll work better all the way around. Are you dumb? author nobody's going to Bengals stadium to just fucking drink you moron okay 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 in this person's defense i did almost make it into a packers game not quite for reasons that no one's really quite sure about except if you uh, listen to an episode of this podcast in which you go over this story yeah well i don't remember it so maybe i will um all right but i had an awesome time at the bar right outside Lambeau Field, like so close to Lambeau Field that you could hear people cheering when good things happened at Lambeau Field. And I had I had a hell of a time, and I was drinking all, all kinds of local craft beers there. For, I don't know. I for think cheaper than, be... you know, you would get a water at a Bengals game. He's like, look at how cheap the beer is at the Bengals game, but why would you fucking go to that game anyway? That's ridiculous. Like, what's... <laughs> I don't understand why he's writing this. We article. have to support the Bengals. Otherwise, the Steelers win. They're divisional rivals. I just well, I know certainly why don't want anything good to happen to the Steelers. The Steelers and the Washington football guys are both going to make the playoffs this year, and I, like, I'm going to have to continue to follow football just to watch them get eliminated. Otherwise, I'll get that sad. That sounds good. Why does this person think that a handful of local tap rooms and bars is better for the economy of the city than a football team. I don't think they're saying stop supporting the football team entirely. But I think I, I think they're more saying if you're looking just to get a beverage through this. But but you're right, if you're if you look at this on a macro scale, I guess if literally everyone in the world took their advice, then the Bengals would cease to exist soon. And that would be a great loss for humanity. If we missed out on the Bengals. I mean, again, Steelers divisional rival. We don't want their division to go down to three teams. I mean, the Browns barely even count. I, I will defer to our uh, resident sports expert here on the matter of whether the Bengals should be extant or not. They should. Alrighty. Should we rate these beers and decide whether they should be extant or not? Man, that was a Stephen A. Smith-level hot take, am I right? Got him. Because Skip Stephen Bayless? A. Smith makes very bad person? hot takes very often. Did you say Skip, Skip Bayless? Yeah, is he a person? Yeah, he's uh, he and Stephen A. Smith used to do a show together, and then... I think people realized that two people who both don't know sports and just scream hot takes as loud as they can, you don't want two of them on the same show. You want them on different shows. <laughs> All right. Well, I've given myself one point for knowing a sports person. Yes. All uh, right. And how many points would you give your beer? Ah, Samuel, look at that excellent segue. So just to remind everybody, I had Fat Angel, a pale ale by Magic Hat. It was 4.8% ABV. Mm, um... This isn't really a pale ale, in my opinion. This is more like a uh, 
more like a like a Marzen almost, or like an I don't know, like an Amber Kolsch Marzen type dealio. Interesting. It's not like bad, but it's just lying to me, and so it's gonna lose points. Very muddled at the end. Some kind of earthy, fruity flavors, kind of in the front middle. I would give this. I'm gonna give it to its ABV. It's gonna get a 4.8. It would probably end with like a 5.5 if it just called itself what it really was. But since it fooled me into thinking it was a pale ale, it gets knocked down to a 4.8. I would recommend this to, I don't know, uh, you're looking for a different beer to drink during Oktoberfest? This might be for you. You know, you're not buying the same old Marzins, but it, you're kind of in that same flavor profile. So that's who I recommend this to. Kind of a narrow subset of the population. It, it, in this household, we debate a lot the merits of the uh, independent craft brew seal. Yes. Because some of us are in favor, some of us are opposed. We don't have to go into detail. Um, <laughs> I'm curious if yours can be found on your label. Because I actually don't know if Magic Hat is defined as independent. And they they seem like a bubble brewery that I, yeah. I could definitely see going either way. Such that it would really benefit them to print the label if they do qualify. Yeah, I don't see it on the can anywhere. Okay. That, which doesn't it's it's kind of similar to the whole can't prove a negative thing like just because yeah. it's not there doesn't mean it isn't oh three takes pulled it up owned by north american breweries that's the most generic shit does it what else they uh, subsidiaries oh labat genesee uh, uh a couple other so they're a, and magic are they a miller chorus group it doesn't say they're owned by miller chorus not that i see at least i thought labat was miller chorus i think labat actually is i forgot what they're called already north american Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I was just wondering about that. So, uh, I had Harpoon Duncan Coffee Porter, which I think is a pretty down-the-middle coffee porter. It doesn't do anything that I haven't seen before in a coffee porter. I would recommend this to someone who's like a real Harpoon head or a real Duncan head, but other than that, nah, don't bother. And I'll give it its ABV as well, which is a 6 Hey, that's not so bad, to be honest. Yeah. And three stacks. Yeah, before I rate my beer, I do want to just give a little bit of additional information. Labatt is owned by AB InBev, well, AB InBev, SAB Miller, collectively, since they are now one company. We did an article about this, Tyler. You don't have to look so confused. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I was just like, so I was right, kind of. Uh, you said Miller Coors, the only way you could have been wrong. <laughs> ah, you're right. Damn it. Labatt USA is owned by North American Breweries. Okay. Because ah. Labatt's okay. a Canadian brand. Correct. All right. All right. So, in case the listeners were uh, trying to get their beer information from this podcast. And that's why you have an associate producer. It just makes me feel like there must be so much fact-checking that goes undone in the episodes that she's not on. <laughs> so, yeah, I had... Tell us about what I have to assume is easily the best beer of the three. Yeah, I had uh, a really a dry hopped triple from Working Draft Brew Co. I believe it is a collaboration with Wisconsin Brewing Company, which I forgot to mention earlier because it's not on the can. But so a Madison Brewery and a Verona Brewery. But I thought this beer was very good. It wasn't exactly what I was expecting, but I think once I accepted that it was going to be a little bit hoppier and a little less triply, I think it did. Did what it was trying to do very well. Ish, I wish uh, Momar Gaddafi had been a little less triply. You know what I mean? No, I don't. I'm not well informed. 
All right. I assume that was a sick burn on Momar Sick Libya reference. Cool. Cool. I thought this beer was really easy drinking. It kind of just tasted like a Belgian pale ale. I could not tell at all that it was 10.1% ABV. So I'm gonna I'm gonna break the the trend of just giving it its ABV as its rating. Yeah, 10.1 would be pretty incredible. Be off the scale. Because it breaks the scale. Um, yeah. But I would give this an 8.9. I would recommend it to anyone who wants a good, slightly sweeter IPA and has a pretty high tolerance. Sure. Yeah, I'd try that out. Sure. Also, uh, specifically in Madison, because they don't distribute. They don't distribute. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming we can um, waive the general you have to finish the beer rule for 32 <laughs> ounce cans. I'm not going to drink that 32 ounces right uh, now. So much you, of it. I drank like... As long as you, as long as you got 12 ounces in your She's probably got about 14 down, something like that. That's fine. That's totally I, acceptable. I fully intend on having the back 16 of this. All right. All right. Uh, well, what will you be having next week? Well, I've been talking about Mr. IPA Nut. You uh, have. I'm still hoping to get that. It'll happen. I'm just not sure when. Okay. So maybe Mr. IPA Nut. Maybe uh, there's a weird banana IPA that I've okay. uh, come in contact with, so it could be that. Okay. Well, cool. Uh, stay tuned, everybody. Three Stacks, thanks for coming on and fact-checking. Thanks for putting up with me, as always. Thanks for giving you facts to check. And everybody else, thanks for listening. If you have something you want to let us know about, you can email us at BrewsdayTuesdayPodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at BrewsdayTuesday, or you can comment on the links at BrewsdayTuesday.com. Don't do the best. See you guys see next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Come up here. Catch all your tears. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. Here comes a shot. Lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. This one's on me. Fix you for free. Drink the remedy, forget about everything This one's on me, got what you need And take your medicine, you feel better Sam Ginsberg is the Vuvuzelas of podcasting Just because I'm irritating? And loud